1: Story: Vice is set to be headed for wow. bankruptcy, May 1st, New York Times story. Nobody would have guessed this was coming. It was a $5.7 billion company just a minute ago, and now they're talking about going on auction. So Vice Media is preparing for to file bankruptcy after being unable to find a buyer. Vice's largest debt holder, Fortress Investment Group, could end up controlling the company and of bankruptcy, with Vice continuing to operate normally and running an auction to sell the company for a 45-day fi- period. With Fortress in a pole position as the most likely acquired, a company which began as a punk magazine in Montreal more than two decades ago has blossomed into a global media company with a movie studio and ad agency, glossy show on HBO, and bureaus in in far-flung world capitals. Its investors have included Disney and Fox, but a bearish market for digital media companies and Vice's inability to turn a profit has taken their toll. Jed, thoughts on this story?
2: Did you see Andrew Tate talking about this online, by the way? Because they did that documentary on him. Yeah. That guy, you know, Matt Lachey or whatever he was, was completely corrupted. I mean, total tool. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, what's going to happen? I guess, I guess you know, you look at the – if you look at what Vice has put forth, you know, for the past several years. I don't know, Vinny, how familiar you are with Vice I, and their I've, work, I've seen the documentary. It's, it's a lot of woke stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, you know, I, I think people are really tired of the messaging at these locations. I think it's going to be really hard for – pretend organizations, as I call them. You know, Vice was pretending to be, oh, we're here to deliver the news. We're here to be objective. And when you don't do that, people aren't stupid. They look at that and they say, well, I'm just going to turn this off. And I think it was really interesting because Andrew Tate was front and center. That documentary was front and center. And it was garbage. I mean, I did it on my show. I analyzed it piece by piece. It wasn't, it was just a manifestation of what was going on there. This deception, this manipulation of the public. People are really tired of that stuff. I think Disney is suffering big time as a result of what they're doing with the wokeness injected into kids' cartoons. And people just want you to be straight with them. If you're a hard left... Progressive, as I call it, regressive organization. If that's your line, if the, if you're an MSNBC or just own what you're doing, own your agenda. I think a lot of these uh, organizations are getting into trouble because they're trying to trick the public. Oh, this is objective journalism. It's not. People see it and then they just say, Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go here for my information mm-hmm. because now you've been deceptive with me. I can't trust anything you're saying. I think that's been a big part of why you saw the crumble. And I saw just a lot of celebration of just they feel like, Oh, fine, it's been exposed. Mm-hmm. You know. This was basically a facade for a really long time. I'm not saying they did no good work, but the challenge is when you do some good work and then in you have peppered all of this nonsense, you ruin your brand. So decide what you want to be, be honest and authentic with the public, and you will receive a good return. If you don't, you get this.
1: Do do you think it's a brand worth buying with what they've done? The content, anything they have, none of it is worth buying. Like if if you could get it out of fire sale, is it worth buying?
2: I don't know. I think I, I, why would you need to buy vice? Why, why couldn't you do what they're doing? I I don't know why you would need to buy it. I I can't justify that in the same way that Buzzfeed. I don't know if you saw a lot of people tweeting. Oh, should I buy Buzzfeed? No, I I wouldn't suggest that. Why do it better? Why do you need to buy that entity that's already failed? And that's, I mean, I don't. Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I,
3: I tend to agree. And then I see another side of it too. So I'll take, take a counterside. I, I looked at some of these announcements today on Vice, and what I did was I just kind of looked at it through the lens of Twitter. So a large debt holder fortress comes in, and then everybody else has to stand to the side, kind of like Elon Musk coming in and buying Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then there's a bunch of stuff going on inside here that is not profitable they shouldn't be doing, and you immediately cut that the same way that uh, Elon Musk – said, hey, these 10 projects over here for technology, I'm cutting them. I'm still working on this stuff over here. All you people, wait, another group on censorship? Okay, you're gone too. And by the time he was done, he only had 20% of the people left. And guess what? Twitter works really, really well right now still. And, you know, blue checks and all the other stuff is done. You can debate that if you will. But he's showing that the, the company's actually growing. Twitter is growing. Mm-hmm. And from a pruning to growing. And so I look at this and I'm like, wow, you know, we got a movie studio. We got this and this and this and this and this. What if somebody comes in like Fortress? Because Fortress has said, we're going to continue to operate normally while we're running an auction process. And I think what will happen is Fortress has to look at it through two ways. One, I'm going to end up like a PE firm. I'm going to end up owning this son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be stuck with it. So what are they going to do? They're going to be doing layoffs. And trimming things, seeing it do it. So I see like a Twitter comparison where Fortress might end up running Vice Light only some things that are actually, you know, profitable and worthwhile. Now, that said, I was also reading a media that said there's not a lot of consumer connect to the Vice brand. They don't have stickiness across everything. They're just present. And it's one thing to be present, like you know, like you know, a, a channel on TV. Um, Like the USA Network, you're kind of present, but there's no real stickiness to the USA Network. You know what I mean?
2: That's right. That's You're right. And, and also, don't you think... I mean, see, to me, the comparison to Twitter is interesting, but Twitter was sticky. Twitter was a place... It had its flaws. I can understand somebody going in like an Elon Musk and wanting to buy Twitter. Because even though it has its flaws, there was so much good about mm-hmm. it. There was so much hot yeah. about it. It was so sticky. So much so that even people who couldn't stand some of the censorship that was happening and some of the nonsense that was happening in the last two years still couldn't take themselves off of it, yeah. right? You're, like, addicted to it because there's something <laughs> really cool and interesting and energy... And energetic about it, Vice isn't that. It's just kind of existing. And for me, Vice feels very much like corporate media right now. It's there, it's happening. But why would somebody go in if you had the power? You're PBD, right? You have the power to go in and say, okay, I can buy this. Why would you buy that? You can do it better yourself. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's gonna have the power to buy that is gonna have the power to do it better without any of the tainted nonsense that comes with the baggage of that organization. That's that's what I, I think
0: love what of you us. said too, Jed. You said, uh, own your agenda. At least be honest. If you're honest, you'll work. If you're if you're full of shit, people stiff. What a you great on. line. I love on that. your agenda.
3: Own your agenda, be honest. Put it on a shirt, man. So, no, that's yours. So, that's all you. And, and so, don't, don't shoot me, PBD. But I, I'll say this Rob, out loud. Where's the gun?
0: No. But I'll say this out Rob, loud. Gun, get the gun. Gun.
3: You know, I, I took the call today for Valutainment because they know that we're capable, yeah. and I spoke to an analyst at. Uh, I can mm-mm, say mm-mm. this one. I can say
1: this one. Not the second one. You can give the first one, not the second one. Tom, yeah.
3: As a matter of fact, I'll give neither one. But I spoke to two analysts, and both of them are like, "Hey, you know, um, you know, Fortress is looking for potential you know acquirer partners. You guys obviously have the capability. You know, uh, two weeks is there going to be a package out on this? And I'm like, absolutely. We'd like to look at it. We'd like to look at it. But you know, we're on to your point. We're on the list, and we could do this. And the question is, you bring up a good point. Why would you.
2: How come you don't put Vinny and I on the Call on the Acquisition call? Yeah, I'm curious. I think that would be great. Well,
1: listen, I didn't want to make <laughs> that public, but w- that's uh, the final close. You know what? Oh, when we Yorkers, want to close, you guys to yeah. stay out of it. You
2: know what? I
3: want Vinny on with <laughs> these analysts. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I've got whoosh. my I've got corporate <laughs>
0: counsel on here. Yeah. If you could record that. Can you imagine Oh my god. Yeah, it's Damn Vinny. And, it. Yeah, it's Vinny and Joe. <laughs> What's up? <laughs>
1: I got your habeas corpus right here. But, but you know, the one thing that is going on, the one thing that is going on that there's no question about, there is a massive shakeup, disruption going on in media as an industry, as a space right now. Huge. Whether it's people questioning fake news, whether it's some people transitioning out, whether it's Rupert Murdoch wanting to go to a different direction – whether it's, you know, CNN and, and Malone saying we're done with Don Lemon and, you know, whether it's, you know, Vice, whether it's BuzzFeed, there's a, there's a lot of this stuff that's going on right now. And, and you know, even Disney is kind of a, a packaging ESPN to, you know, in a quiet way to say ESPN could be for sale for the right number. There's a lot of shakeup going up right now. And let's talk about Tucker. Obviously, at this point of the game, we hear the stories with what's going on with Tucker. Tucker's video was posted. I don't know how many views it got at this point. If it's shy of 100 million, I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't. The world has seen Tucker's video, the message that he gave. And if you speak sign language, you understand what Tucker was talking about. When he's code language, you understand what Tucker was talking about. And recently, just recently, I think even yesterday, a leaked video derides Fox streaming service. Okay, if you've seen this clip, this video of Tucker... That everybody is playing, and and we've all seen it. Everybody's seen it at this point, you know. I, I don't want to be a slave to Fox Nation, which I don't think that people watch anyways. We're gonna because you know I'm a like a representative of the American media now, speaking to an exile in Romania, welcoming him back into Brotherhood of Journalists, you know, and he's you know this is a. Carlson says on a video footage from 2022 leaked to Media Matters. I wonder who from Fox News leaked it to Media Matters, where Media Matters can't stand Fox News. But nobody's going to watch it probably on Fox counsel. Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just adjust and put the dump, the whole thing, on YouTube. Carlson was apparently speaking to representative for Internet Personality, Andrew Tate, who was recently detained in Romania on charges of human trafficking. Anyways, there's a lot of different things that's going on with Tucker. Newsmax is at the front. Rumble is saying they may do something with it. There's talks about Rumble could be... Doing some kind of stuff with Tucker, Jed. You've been in this world. Mm-hmm. You you speak very very highly of Tucker. The other day we were having dinner. You were telling me he was one of the smartest guys you ever worked with. You told mm-hmm. us That's this right. when we're having dinner. What can you say about what's going on, and where do you think this guy's gonna end up?
2: I mean, he's a, Tucker is a rock star, right? And Tucker is one of the people that you actually work with, and you know that he believes what he's saying that he's committed to principle, that if he makes a mistake and gets something wrong, he's going to say it, which is so incredibly rare in media. Tucker is going to be a rock star no matter what he does. Uh, I think he's going to go off and do something on his own. He may start a company of his own. He will get his voice and his content and his message out to people, so I think people could rest assured that he's not going away anytime soon. I think his video that now I think has almost 80 million uh, reach I think expressed that. He's also laughing about these leaks. I mean, this is very predictable. When you work in corporate media they they very obviously fired him they very obviously silenced him over at fox he was very clearly having editorial conflict with senior leadership and just wasn't going to sit down and shut up. I, I actually watched that leak video and I liked him more because <laughs> it was just him being him. They think they've got stuff on this guy and what they don't realize is that what people really love about him is that he wasn't playing the game and that he was on the inside fighting this censorship and fighting this, you can say this but you can't say that, and fighting this you can, you can do these topics because what happens is there are untouchable topics in corporate media. So you do have some freedom to move left and right but you're still in a straight jacket. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. And if you do, and if you, you know, go against the powers that be, you either lose your job or you have to leave or you have to negotiate an exit. That's what happened here. I don't believe for a second that this is about some little internal text messages or nonsense like that. They were looking for a reason to get rid of this guy because this guy wasn't playing ball the way they wanted him to play ball. So, I think it's really interesting. You're going to see more of these leaks. You ask, you know, who's responsible for the leaks? The senior leadership there knows this is happening. They're probably authorizing it in many ways. They love it. They think they're going to have the power to wreck this guy, and they don't. They also, if you've seen the ratings... The ratings are destroyed over there. Yeah. They're destroyed because people – and it's not just about Tucker. Yes, Tucker was a rock star. You can't just replace Tucker with somebody. But also people are so tired of being lied to. Mm-hmm. They're so tired of being lied to. And they know that when they watch these networks, you're, these, these people, these individuals, these talking heads are called talking heads for a reason. I was there. I know the restrictions that were placed on me. Again, you have a little bit of flexibility, but not a lot. They know that they're not getting the real truth. They know they're not getting the real story. They know that people are kowtowing to advertisers and you know pharma and, and corporate you know lackeys at the top. And they don't want to watch that anymore. When they can watch stuff like this, we're just sitting here having a conversation. They can go on Twitter. They can go on Substack. They can get real citizen journalists and get to the truth of the matter. So I think Tucker has a career no matter what. I think he's a rock star no matter what. I think he's completely irreplaceable in that slot, by the way. Um, You think
1: he's multidimensional? Meaning he can do podcasts, show, When I started, And and, and the reason why I'm asking this question is because, you know, when you talk about Rogan, mm -hmm. I can't ever see Rogan being put in a box and saying, here's uh, six writers for you. They wrote what to say and go do this. I don't think Joe, I think Joe would be miserable doing that. Yeah. I think, to me, Tucker is a multifaceted talent that wherever you put him, he's going to be able to do it.
2: Tucker is a media-savvy yeah. star. And I remember coming into this business. I wrote for him over at the Daily Caller yeah. for a little while. I worked with him. Every time I worked with him, we worked on Red Eye together. We would sit. He's, he's spontaneous. He's full of personality. Tucker has that thing that I talked about before, by the way, that Ron DeSantis doesn't have. When I'm talking about that thing, it, it the mm-hmm. it factor, he has it. And I always spoke highly of him when I first, and I know there are some people at Fox, by the way, um, in very high level positions who you know, were highly responsible for Tucker's rise that probably are rolling over now like they don't know what to do because they know his power and they know his talent and they know his capability, but they're fighting the internal machine. They have no, they really have no power at the end of the day. Um, but he is that guy. I think you can stick him in a cable news setting. You can sit him in a network, network TV setting. You can sit him in a speech. You can sit him on a stage. You can sit him in a conversation like this. Yeah. He can just roll. This is his thing because you know why he's just him. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to just be him, to be silly, to say, I don't know. I think I screwed up, mm-hmm. to get on stage and say something that say I'm not an expert at that. Mm-hmm. People are dying for that. Yep. So I think he, he goes, I think this only grows. Whatever he plans to do, he will be making more money and reaching more people post Fox than he did while he was there.
3: People call him a media personality, and I kind of disagree with that. I, I think he's a media leader. I look at what he did at Daily Caller. I look at what he did on his own show. I mean, he's, a, he's not just a leading voice. He's a leading thinker and he's a leader he's a media leader and so wherever he goes you know if I was sitting there I, I'd be sitting there king where can I really lead where can I be more than just this because I don't think I mean if you want someplace like Sirius for the, the Howard Stern contract that's one dimensional mm-hmm. right he's here's your here, here you go Howard here's your you want 10 producers there's 10 producers want 20 writers there's 20 writers now go just go sit and do your do your show uh, Stern that that worked, I mean, for, for Sirius. They got the subscribers they wanted, kind of. But that's that's so one-dimensional. This guy is so much broader. I, I believe he's a media leader, and I think he's going to land on his feet someplace that gives him that platform and that canvas and that to be freedom. the full- person
2: he also tucker hosted i hosted a show called fox and friends weekend for a while um tucker hosted that show before i got there he was the guy on the show he was fantastic he gave that show life he was the reason i wanted to take the job because i was very hesitant to take that job for many reasons but i was like oh man look what he did with it you know Mm -hmm. and you get there and you realize that you've been watching that show with tucker on it and then you're part of that show without Tucker, and it was missing Tucker. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the kind of guy that comes into a room and you really just feel like, wow, this is, whatever we do here is gonna be great because he's part of it. Mm -hmm. So, and and, you know, this isn't about whether you agree with him on everything, Mm -hmm. this is about a guy who was telling you the truth, who was uncomfortable sitting behind the veil of corporate media <clears throat> manipulation and censorship. And that's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing.
1: You know, I w- I would uh, uh, say a couple things when you look at the viewership they showed. So Megan Kelly showed this on her message, I'm, I'm sure, on her video, how his episode last Thursday was uh, 2 point. OK, Tucker's finale was 2.65 million at the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Monday was 2.59. He wasn't on. Tuesday one seven by Wednesday, half the audience left. Okay. Literally half the audience left. Wow. By Wednesday, okay? And and it's gotta be very hard for the person that replaces Tucker. Okay. And obviously, look who tweeted that with the data. Brian Stelter. Where is that? He, <laughs> Brian Stelter. Brian. Honestly, his show never did the point three three or whatever the site is. <laughs> yeah, let that's true. alone so, so Brian is uh, is uh, you know went from and now he's talking about the fact that Don Lemon and Tucker are texting each other and you know, imagine what could happen if they have a show together, the two. And, and obviously, Megan made a very good point. Megan's like, I don't think Tucker would ever reach out to Don Lemon. Don Lemon is the one that's probably reached out to him because they shared a lawyer. Whether whoever reached out to who or not, it's irrelevant. Tucker's number one, period. So it's not like, you know, uh, Tucker needs Lemon's advice. Lemon needs Tucker's advice. And it's good for Lemon and, you know, to share, uh, talk with uh, Tucker on what to do. I remember the first time we started this, uh, when Mario said, hey, let's start creating content. We bought a teleprompter. Do you know how long how many times I used the teleprompter? For thirty seconds. It. <laughs> they they put the teleprompter there and, and, and within thirty seconds I'm like, I I I take this thing out of here. I mean, <laughs> we lost money on the teleprompter. We bought the nice, fancy, not the iPad teleprompter. Yeah, you know scrolling. what like? I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, We bought the full blown teleprompter, thinking it's gonna be I'm like, I can't so so to we be put it back in
3: a box, tried to return yeah. it, but it was already broken. No, no, so. nobody right, you know,
1: it was already yeah. broken. Nobody could <laughs> There's a very there's only a few people that can do what Tucker does and matter of fact, at his level he's number one. let's put him up there. Do you think because here's the here's the conversation. when Bill O'Reilly left, no one's going to replace Bill O'Reilly. everybody said the same, oh it's going to be done. game over. Megan Kelly. oh nobody it's done, it's over. Tucker Carlson, oh it's done, it's over. What is different, Jed about Tucker than when it happened with Megan than when it happened with O'Reilly?
2: I don't know that it's Tucker. I think it's the time and I think it's the awareness that people have of what corporate media is. And I think it's the options that they have. So it was a time where you didn't have a lot of options. You turned on the TV. That's what you saw. People would, I mean, I know like my parents, even old school, put the TV on, you watch the news, you shut it off. That's your option. Now with podcasting is what being what it is with Twitter streaming, with rumble, with VT, with all of these options, people are now seeing what corporate media is. So it's not just a rejection of like, Oh, hey, you can't just replace Tucker and, and expect me to be a drone and keep the TV on. It's not just people saying that, but it's them saying, I know that you're misleading me. I know that I'm not getting an authentic experience here. I'm tired of it. That People weren't that tired and weren't as informed of how horribly censored this stuff was when Megyn Kelly left, when Bill O'Reilly left. So- you know, I, I think it's just a different time. I think they're playing with fire. I think corporate media doesn't really understand that these people that are now on Twitter, that are on social, that are in Substack, that are, they just know what you're doing. They yep. don't need you anymore. Yep. They don't need you. And they count on, by the way, the Fox News of the world, the ABC. And by the way, you know, this is this is not just about Fox News. The ABC censored that RFK video. I don't know if you saw it. They put a big disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. If you, if you were so confident, debate the guy. No, you don't have the facts. Yeah. So you've got to censor him. It happens all the time. That's like The View screaming at me, oh, misinformation. Really? You didn't have the facts, honey, or you would have let me say my piece and you would have said yours. Yeah. So I think there's just a deep awareness now. There's a rejection of this. And Fox is counting on people just leaving their TV on, like, oh, they'll get over this. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't think so. I think your time is coming to an end. Where
1: you think it's coming to an end? I, I you
2: think really Fox think. Is to an end? I think Fox <coughs> is changing drastically i think when they did that segment about you know the trans stuff as it related to kids and it was like a celebration day i think people were like on fox news i think there's been a lot of censorship i think there's been firings that people have noticed wait a minute these are free-thinking people that no longer have a home i think their brand is changing I think someone may, may, may make a, a purchase of that brand at some point. Fox is not the Fox of 10 years ago. Mm. And I think even the older audience, I mean, my parents even, you know, it's funny. I left Fox. This is, people laugh about this, but I left Fox. And even occasionally, they would still put the TV on. What were they watching, though? Tucker, 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 because it was like the last bastion of a guy who wouldn't play ball the way they wanted him to play.
1: You know, you know what's crazy is right now. There's talks that Maria Bartiromo is next, and Judge is Piro. next. That those conversations are mm-hmm. yeah. being thrown around left and of right, course. and and everybody is, you know, sitting there wondering if there's going to be a mis- decision like this being made. Here's my thing. Here, here's here's the question that I have a conversation with somebody this weekend. And uh, I, I may be making a very strange announcement sometime today. Weird announcement, bold announcement on behalf of Itainment. So stay tuned. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, I'm, I'm on. We uh, <laughs> were all like we- weird what and is bold. It? Weird I'm, and I'm bold. I'm talking to Megan Kelly today at one o'clock. I may announce it on Megan Kelly today at one o'clock when I talk to her. Uh, but but here's the thing. Here, here's the one thing I think about. We were having dinner. If it's it's me, you, Tom. Vinny and this guy, what's his name? This good-looking guy. He's the second best-looking
3: guy in the building. What's oh, this Adam. guy's name? Adam. Adam. Adam is his name. Adam Vinny took him. over looks, yeah. right? And if- oh wait, a minute. I thought you were talking about Jeremy. The bearded- <laughs>
1: Jeremy's a good-looking guy the, too. No, no,
3: the he, bearded
1: muscle he's guy. He's the man. he's the muscular bodybuilder hunk, which we gotta. Have you ever put his picture? up Do people know what he
0: used to do? No. Yeah, uh, no.
1: do that one more episode <laughs> I will. Maybe on the next episode, show what Jeremy looked I like. Will, okay. I so anyway,
3: he's the whisperer. We're so just... we're having dinner. <laughs>
1: we're having dinner, and I ask you a question. I said, I said, do you know? I'm mm- talking. To this guy, I said, Do you know who Stefan Marbury is? Most people don't know who Stefan Marbury is, but Stefan Marbury at one point was top three best guards in the NBA. The guy was ridiculous. If you type, type, uh, type in Stefan Marbury and go to his stats, just go to his stats. Uh, uh, if you go a little lower, you'll see what his stats are. So Stefan Marby was playing in the NBA right there, right there. Click on that. And if you go a little lower to show his stats, zoom in a little bit right there. Z- zoom in a little bit to show what his numbers were. Okay, if you look at the right side, points per game. Career. Look at that. Points per game. 23.4, 22.2, 23.9, 20, 22, 20, 20. This guy was an incredible player in the league, but something happened. He started having an attitude. And all of a sudden, one of the teams said, you know What? We're going to pay you, but we're going to bench you. And we're going to take away the best years of your playing years away from you. And then I posed the question to you guys. And I said, do you think Fox is sitting there saying our agreement, we will continue to fulfill our obligation of what we have to pay you, the remaining whatever time is left on the contract, a year, two years, but you can't go anywhere. And you can go somewhere two years from now, but we're going to continue paying you. And then everybody had a different opinion to say, well, you know, this, this, that, you know, all this, because typically somebody can come and buy that contract out from another team. The team that Marbury was playing for, they're like, no, we're not even selling a contract. This guy didn't play his best for us and we're paying him money. They're, they're paying him 6 and $18 million a year. You're not even going to get any playing time. Do you think Fox at all, any percentage that the strategy Fox is playing right now is to keep him benched for as long as possible to hurt Tucker Carlson, do you think that's what a strategy Fox may be playing today?
2: I don't think it's to hurt Tucker Carlson. I think it's to keep him quiet through potentially through maybe the next election cycle. I mean, this mm. guy is a you danger to the system. This agenda goes really deep. This isn't just about Tucker. This is about what Tucker's talking about. This is about what he's putting front and center. Yeah. So there was always this idea that, you know, if you were battling the system, you were battling the left, left versus right. That is not what's happening. Yeah. That is not what's happening. These are regular people who care about their freedom battling the system. Some people call it the system. Some people call it the matrix. Corporate media is that system. It's the censorship system. It's the be quiet, sit down, shut up, sit, do what I tell you. And there's so many talking heads willing to play by that game. So it's 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 less about Tucker. It's about what Tucker was shining a light on. It's about the powers that be that the people at Fox in answer to. Who's their boss? Mm. Who are they getting messages from? Who do they report to?
1: But you think there is a possibility that they're benching him between?
2: Yeah, I do think that, well, right now, especially now, because they're negotiating now, typically what will happen is there's two options. Either they're going to bench him the full duration of that contract, and he's going to get paid, but he's not going to be able to go anywhere, which is a horrible thing to do. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to negotiate an exit, and they will have to do some type of payout, but he will have freedom to go find another position or do whatever he wants. And once he starts that then he will no longer get paid by Fox News. But, I I mean, they lose big time if they silence this guy long term. If they make a decision that they are going to cave to whoever they answer to in the system, and we know there are people you answer to, if they make that decision, people are going to be aware that they've they've silenced this guy. Let me
1: throw a crazy thing out there. Crazy thing out there. And if there's anybody qualified to speak on this, guys, Jed, I just crossed 200,000 subs. If you're supportive of her message, let's get that channel and her voice to million subs as soon. We may even put a party to get and do a jet event at 500,000 subs, and we'll make some announcements on that what Jet is up to. But Jet, there's two guys you speak about a lot. One is a guy named Andrew Tate, which I don't know if you've heard of this guy before. He's a very loud <laughs> I guy. I have. And another guy named Tucker Carlson. Is it <laughs> fair to say you respect both of these guys? Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> I just got word from a. Uh, 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 Andrew's camp, literally right now, the text just came in, and the text says the appeal against the house arrest extension was rejected today again, so the boys will remain under house arrest until the end of May. So here's another one that they're doing. The last one they can do this on is June. i want to jump on a call with these guys right after this, right after I'm done with the Dream Team call. So, um... (sighs) Okay. I'm having a conversation with their camp, and... The concern is every month Romania extends this delay more and more and more and more and more. The Red Pill community that, you know, talks about what they talk about, the cream of the crop at the top of the Red Pill community is one guy right now. It's Andrew Tate, okay? Mm-hmm. When he's out there, everybody's doing what they're doing, and, you know, you're you're able to drive that, and I think Tucker kind of placed to that at the cream of the crop of his space today where Tucker's at and where Tate is at, Right. How crazy of a idea would it be that those two names would be the two names that we don't want to do a lot of talking right now for them to stay quiet? Are you going in a direction where the same way Romania is kind of maybe, if there isn't anything, because every month is allegedly, 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 there's nothing no really charges. anything. Yeah, no charges at all. Do you think there is really the crazy strategy that the people that are the leaders of the matrix are trying to silence a Tucker and a Andrew? Do well, you think there's a possibility of that?
2: Of course, I mean these are two guys that again they're not playing ball. They they refuse to be silenced. I mean you see Andrew Tate, he's under house arrest, but he's tweeting. He's reaching so he's reaching more people on Twitter than people on cable news who get on TV every day, get their hair and makeup done, and put on a big show. So they're still powerful. And if you don't think that that folks in the system, the powers that be, are looking and saying. We try to take this guy out. He's he's not even able to go do interviews yet or anything for, you know, probably legal reasons. And look at his reach. Tucker Carlson puts a tweet out and it reaches more people million. than the guy who was hosting in his old time slot on a cable news network that is the leader in cable news. So, of course, they want these guys silenced. They and, and what's deeply threatening about the Andrew Tates and the Tucker Carlson's is that when you take something away from them, you know, putting Andrew Tate in jail, look what you took away from him. A lot. He was away from his family, sitting in a jail cell. I mean, this is not this is not easy for people to go through. You look at you t- take away from Tucker Carlson, an amazing platform. You take something away from them and they turn around and they say, I'm not being quiet. Mm-hmm. And you take, come out just as controversial, saying what needs to be said in the same way as before. Tucker Carlson puts a video out after being fired and silenced, talking about silencing. They're not messing around. You cannot shut these guys up. That is the golden ticket, so they will continue to be influential. And do I think the system is targeting both of them? One hundred percent. Do I think the system's going to win? Nope, no way. We're on the same page.
3: <laughs> okay, completely on the same page. And you know, there's there's two sides to this. The, there's the there's the censorship and the messaging and playing ball side that um, Jed Jed's talking about, and then there's also the legal side. And the legal side has been a a river of failures. Every time people have tried to block block people, and one of the things you can go back and look at is um, a lot of you are not old enough to remember, but when Letterman and Leno, they were both under the property of NBC, and NBC decided we're going. Johnny Carson's retiring, and we're going to put Leno in the Tonight Show. Uh, Letterman was at the you know twelve thirty time slot, the Late Show with David Letterman, and it was. Um, yeah, you know, Letterman said, "I think I earned that chair. I earned the 11:30 chair, Johnny Carson's chair." And they said, "Well, no, we're going to keep you on your, on your contract." And Bob Wright and Warren Littlefield completely fumbled it. And Mike Ovitz put together a counteroffer that that delevered um, uh, their position. And that's how CBS got Letterman and put him in the 11:30 time slot. And for the next five years crush Leno in, in ratings. And this is the legal side, folks. There is always a way out. There's, It's just like Fight Club. There's always a way out just on the legal side. But now in the modern time, you also have this other side where you have this, this you got to play ball with our message. And there is, we can go down the rabbit hole even further to what I believe is a, you know, a single-party system in the United States with two kind of colors in it rather than really a two-party system.
2: You're talking my language on the Uniparty, Tom. You're getting me (laughs) very, very excited here talking about the Uniparty. I'm just saying.
3: No, but I'm saying you can go back and look at this. And so... Yeah, it's not the contract that the that they're going to have a trouble with. The contract is extricatable, very extricatable. Um, the the issue is they don't want the voice out there to compete with their programming. But at the end of the day, they got to make a buck. And right now, um, they are not making a buck and they are slipping. And if they're just waiting for the smoke to clear to come back, there's nothing there on the plate that people find appetizing at at Fox. What you once were, you have given up. You're not there anymore and that's why decentralized media is where it's going to large corporate media is is not just Dead. It's in hospice. And those that are still alive are in hospice and are dying, but you just don't see it. The opportunities tomorrow is in decentralized new media that is distributed in new and different ways, ladies and gentlemen. And you got to thank
0: God for, like, Elon Musk. Thank, if, imagine if he didn't buy Twitter, Jed, and there was still all that censorship with the FBI and everything. Right. You wouldn't hear none of these guys speak. Rumble and all that. I mean, all those other, like, what's that, truth social? No, nah, but the reach. So, dude, thank God for Elon Musk, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I tell you. Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Spotify, penny
1: Alec, which, by the way, he made a very strange announcement recently saying we will promise to not make any major offers anymore. Uh, 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 He said this from Spotify. I think Spotify, Rumble, you have to give credit to what Rumble's doing. They're playing a very important role. Mm -hmm. Twitter, credit to uh, what uh, Musk was doing. Fox screwed up because Fox was also one that was at least Tucker was there that he can talk and say the stuff that he was saying. But those guys play a very important role with what's going on today. Let's go to the next story. Uh, uh, it, it, a few things with um, Sanders uh, talking about Biden. You guys saw this last week with the White House Correspondents Dinner. Uh, a bunch of different things was said. You know the jokes. You know I, I, I actually thought some of the stuff that was written.
0: The writers were good, Pat.
1: I, I you have to give credit to the yeah. writers on what they said. But Biden joked about his age, needing a helmet for DNC events, amid report on his declining work hours. Finally. He just wasn't, like, holding back. And You know, if he's going to be running again, he'll be an 86-year-old president. You know, you know, some of the jokes were, you know, I promise you I'm working like hell to get home. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, a bunch of other things. You know, one of the things he said, he says, look, there's a lot of media companies here. CNBC is here. The owners of CNBC, the owners of this and the owners of Fox Dominion is here. You know, these things when he said it was actually funny. So credit to the writer. I thought that part was funny. Now, at the same time, there was a Bernie Sanders came out and says Biden could win in a landslide. Okay. Senator Bernie Sanders said Biden, who kicked off his re-election campaign last week, could win in a landslide in 2024, given the current political uh, backdrop of a major political party, the Republican Party, where many of the leadership doesn't even believe in democracy. Sanders stressed that he thinks Biden is the clear choice for voters, and if Democrats and the president get stronger on working-class issues and take on the greed of the insurance companies working class, he believes Biden's going to win in a landslide. Sanders waved off concerns about Biden's age and stressed that what voters have to look at is what does the candidate stand for? Which side are they on? Jet, when you hear a story like this, do you agree with Bernie Sanders that Biden could win in a landslide?
2: I do. I do think he could win. I think people need, need to be prepared for that. Um, and I did. I said this last time. In fact, we had a, a, a debate in my house. Uh, my parents are you know, different degrees of conservative, but they were like, oh, there's no way. There's no way Biden's going to win. I said he's going to win. Mark my words, he is going to win. And he did. And I think people need to be prepared because corporate media wants Biden to win. And by the way, that includes Fox News. I, they want Biden yep. to win. They, they do better when they're going against Biden. That, that is their business model. That's how it works. Um, corporate media wants Biden to win. Hollywood wants Biden to win. The, the entertainment business at large wants Biden to win. The system wants Biden to win. Um, Biden has a lot of very powerful people in his corner. I think when you couple that with the fact that the Republican base is so split right now between DeSantis and Trump, as we talked about before, I think there are weaknesses, big weaknesses in both of those candidates. Um, and I think you have obstacles like young female Single voters, they're not voting Republican. It's not happening. They're looking for big daddy government to be what, you know, their <laughs> missing male head of household used to be. I know I'll get he for that, but it's true. And you have a, a growing segment of the population that wants something for nothing. They want something for nothing. And you have a lot of people in this country now that are deeply compliant, that prefer for the government to tell them what to do than for them to figure out how to do it themselves. Do you have freedom lovers? Yes. Do you have increasing number of people who aren't that way? Yes. So do I think Joe Biden could win a landslide? Yes. I think that's a sad reality that people should start to wrap their heads around. And I do believe, by the way, the bigger fight and the more worthwhile fight is in local politics, is in community politics. Go find, set yourself up somewhere, city, state, that you feel supports and protects the values that you believe in. And those are the votes that matter more than these national elections. So I, I would not be surprised.
1: So are you, are you are you saying you may run for something? Is that kind <laughs> can
2: you like, imagine me running? For I, would, I
1: would vote. I actually can I would can vote. Can you imagine I, would I, I, I actually can you, You'd have my vote. <laughs> Tom, thoughts on this?
2: Uh, Tom's going to be my running mate. You're going to yeah, do the business side of things. By the way, that would be <laughs> actually oh <my> God. very <laughs> <That's insane>. interesting. <laughs> Can you imagine? Me and Tom, that could be really So, Jed, what are you going
1: to do with the economy, Tom?
0: <laughs> Tom, Tom, <laughs> and Tom, Tom you'd have to do the bill. you have to be Bill
3: Clinton. I love it. you have it. to talk as Bill Clinton for a little while. I think we've got a plan it. for the economy. <laughs> <laughs> and honey, honey here is going to lead this country in ways that you don't <laughs> understand. I would vote. You guys got my vote. Hang on. Hang on a second. Tall crown and water. Remember with the lime thing. <laughs> right. The um, so what I think is going on here is Judge Wright. You know, if this is misplayed by the GOP. This could be a Biden landslide, but that's not going to be a Biden landslide by decision. It'll be by default. Here's what I mean by that if the Republicans don't put together a compelling case and a compelling candidate served up in the right way, then it's going to look confusing. And if it's a bloodbath in the primaries and everything kind of goes haywire, then there's nothing for the voter to really latch onto. Then you'll have a Biden landslide. By default, meaning there's nothing for there's nothing to move that 10, 12 percent of the independent voter in the middle, which is what the election, all national elections now hinge on. So I think it could happen, but they've got to get their act together now and make a compelling case on the candidates and not overpackage candidates and let them be themselves. Because I think there's a candidate in there the voters are going to love and they're going to see the contrast and they're going to want a difference and it's going to be stark. But if that gets fumbled, then you'll get a you'll get a landslide by default, not because they love it, but just by default, because the ten percent, twelve percent, the independent in the middle aren't going to move. But
0: just it blows my mind though that that independent ten, fifteen, twelve percent cannot just look at what the hell's going on. Nothing is going right. I don't care how you see it, where you left or right. How how like is, do you think Jed that the uh, their whole abortion stance that that, that can sway. The election one way or the other? Well, I
2: think, again, you have those, like, young female—it's a very important voting block. People Mm -hmm. always underestimate that young, single woman. Mm -hmm. That's who hears these—the wokeness, who hears the platitudes. Biden talks in these, like, ridiculous platitudes, like he's promising you the sun, the moon, and the stars— who who's receptive to that you have to be an emotional voter to be receptive to that you have to be willing to be the exact opposite of what tom was describing tom was asking before well do you think that you know voters are going to be more practical that they're going to look at the economy and they're going to be able to get past character no the emotional voters looking at oh that was a mean tweet i can't vote for him i'd rather vote for this guy over here who told me that there's leprechauns and rainbows you know i I want that that makes me feel good about Mm -hmm. myself it's about feelings not about actually benefiting from policies
0: yeah.
1: What's, uh, Vinny, what's this video? What, what is this? So th- this, is, this is Trump.
0: <laughs> Listen, I laugh. So as a comedian, this is, he's up there and he's talking about how Joe Biden talks and doesn't know where the hell he is. I saw the one where they split it, where he actually saw the video of Biden. But this is one of the funniest. This is, Trump is back and he's in full force and he's talking crap. Go ahead, Rob. Rob you got to show this.
3: Do you think at least one time he'd get up and say, I'm running for president? <laughs> uh, where, where am I going? Where the hell am I look, going? Look,
0: look, I want to get out. Oh. Look, am I here?
3: No. Over there, over there.
0: <laughs> Dude, Zed, yeah, that's the it. That's yeah. the it factor. Yeah. He is talking shit.
3: <laughs> A prepackaged video <laughs> that took supposedly seven takes to get it right. <laughs> if right is what you wanna call it. Oh man. In it, he says he's running because Trump and MAGA pose a
0: threat to democracy. Can you believe it? Dude, and, and, and like come on, Pat. That's what Don't she you means. You that? can't teach that. Je- you can't. Je- he's je- an, je- an entertainer. He did that off the cuff. He didn't yeah. plan that.
2: He just, yeah. in his Trump
0: world, said, "You know what? I'm going to go for it."
2: Are you more likely, you know, and to the people watching at home right now, are you more likely to watch a debate if Trump is in it or if Trump is out? Let's say, you know, half the debates have Trump in and half the debates have Trump. I guarantee you the viewership takes a nosedive just because people find this so entertaining. (laughs) It's like watching a television show unfold and he's totally unrehearsed. I love it. You can't teach it. I love it. By the way, also Newsmax um, has seen, when we were talking about Fox News before, Newsmax has seen some rises, interestingly enough, at this time. Whether or not they can sustain it. Eric Eric the 3X. Yeah, I was on with Eric last week. Um, Very interesting um, to see what happens with that as well. From
1: 180 to 589. Mm -hmm. Wow. From one eighty for eight o'clock. He's the eight o'clock, right? He's From one, o'clock. what is there That's you go? Right. From one twenty two to five sixty two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One twenty even more than I said. Jump. It's like five X nearly four and a half X because
2: there is an age bracket of the population that's very yes. used to that like my yeah. dad he watches he's watching right now but he you know he doesn't understand all hi, this dad. new media hi, dad. hi Tony very conservative but but he you know they don't understand all the inner workings of this new media and they're used to click the TV on they they'll change the channel though they'll uh-huh. stay within that forum maybe but they'll change the channels
1: so. by the way did you did you see uh, one of your favorite people the last three years fauci oh, did, yes. did you did you mm. see uh rock can, can you go to Twitter flip flop for me. I, I want to see how this guy is handling this issue and what he says. <sighs> I just want to get your reaction, Jed. You and Vinny specifically. Oh, what reaction I want to okay. go? Go to my Twitter. Go to a uh, uh, just go to my account, Rob. Just go to my profile. The untouchable he's the untouchable and and if you go down on videos go a little bit lower go 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 it should be like the fourth one keep going keep there it is right there make that bigger and i want you to see we have to get away from this blame game folks it's too much blaming going <laughs> yeah, on go ahead yeah. and play this clip for yeah. us
0: but i want to know what you think you and the community got wrong was the closing of the schools too draconian Will he
1: take responsibility
0: how much of a delay did the fact that nobody fully understood the asymptomatic spread of this. Nobody figured out that it could actually bust through certain vaccine levels as well. What are the real takeaways, the real lessons for public health? I think we have to get away from the blame game because so many (laughs) of the things that you have mentioned were unknowns at the time. It's so easy, and I made that comment uh, in my response to one of the questions that Davis Wallace Weld, Asked me in, this the is New- in the New York Times profile. In the New York Times profile, and I didn't mean it as an affront to him, but I said, you know, this is really big time Monday morning quarterbacking here. With- but I want. This, uh, he's listen to me, and I know I know the viewer, the real viewers that get what I'm saying. This is the most protected bureaucrat rat. They they brought him out. He did exactly what he did. He's been. I have videos on my phone of him flip flip flopping about the mask, and this is what pisses me off, Jed. Zero accountability. How many congressional hearings, judiciary hearings, where Rand Paul is screaming at him and in-your-face evidence? You funded this. You did all this. Nothing will happen to him. Zero. Pat was talking about investigation year and all this, all that stuff. No, I get that. You will never see this guy for all the people that died for all the shit that he funded. He'll never see a prison. None of them do. And it frustrates somebody like me because I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay, the left is the left. Is the right just there to bark and bark just to show us, oh, look, there's two sides? And I don't think there is any side yet. They don't give a shit and they just have us. They have us by
2: the. Well, it depends what part of the right you're talking about. Yeah. If you're talking about controlled opposition, which absolutely exists, mm-hmm. they're just, you know, they do this. They give you yeah. the illusion of yeah. actually fighting guys. Like this guy's a loathsome. He is them. a loathsome creature. Yeah. I he makes you. villains. You know, when you turn on a superhero movie, and you see a villain, this guy makes them look 100%. He is that guy. The only person that really rivals him in terms of of villainous energy is like Klaus Schwab. I also can turn that guy on and there's a darkness that emanates from them. Juxtapose him, by the way, with like a Tucker Carlson, who we talked about the strength of Tucker Carlson as being able to say, I got it wrong. Yeah. I did something wrong. You know, I, I, I would do it differently now. Even when he was talking about, when Tucker, there was a video, um, he was on a podcast. I think it was full sound podcast. I'm not sure. And he was talking about corporate media. And he was saying, I've been on those panels. I've done that myself. Yep. And it's it's loathsome. Yep. The ability to do that, all Fauci has to come out and say is, you know what? We got it wrong. Yeah. If we had to do it again, we'd do things differently. But he can't. Yeah. He's so happened. committed to the talking point, yep. and he also knows there's going to be no consequence for the lies and the deceit. He is a loathsome creature. My skin crawls I when am. he speaks. I lo- and he should be me. in jail. By same as me. Same <laughs> as me.
0: And you're right, then, Jed. Going off your thing about Tucker. Tucker, literally in this interview, he said, and him, he, yeah. you know what he said, Jed? He goes, like, he goes, I was pro-Iraq War. He goes, I fucked up." He goes, I, I'm telling you guys, right. I messed up. And that, to me, grounds you as a person and makes me go, Because okay, you're trustworthy. I trust you because you messed up. I admit it and How move on. How can you
2: trust a guy yeah. who, when all the data emerges that he was wrong, still can't take responsibility? Fauci was responsible for giving directives about the lockdowns, for giving directives that led local and state leadership to enforce mandates, to enforce all of this stuff. He was at the top of the chain. Mm-hmm. He's the reason that people lost their businesses. He's the reason that little kids were going to school with masks on Mm -hmm. he is the reason Mm -hmm. the data does not support those decisions so what kind of human could you ever trust again if they can't own up Yep. he's disgusting
0: i hate i love that you hate him just as much as i do
2: he's loathsome he is the system
3: yep no it's 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 worse than that I, i think it's i think it's even worse than that i think that it's not just Fauci, it's everything that protects and abets Fauci right now. Um, that is the soulless leadership of of the country, and we need much different leaders to emerge. This is this is really stark. You I mean you do have people like Rand Paul, but Rand Paul gets portrayed. Well, he's a far right wing guy. He's, a, he's, so. he's medically trained and everything, and he's going to scream a lot. Let's just get through this. Whenever he's in a, a hearing, you know, you get that that <laughs> that, that that's how they. That's how media puts Rand Paul in a box. Okay, here goes Rand Paul. Get ready. This is what you're going to see. But really what you have is a soulless government that is um, aiding and abetting everything that happened here. And it's um, it's disgusting. It's not so, just
2: here, too. Just as a note, you say aiding and abetting, soulless government. It's, remember, this is bigger than the United States. Fauci is not only supported by soulless, horrific leadership in this country, but you got to bring in your three-letter organizations. you got to be WHO, willing to bring in WHO, yeah. the WEF. This guy is supported by heavy big pharma institutions. Is a deep, deep darkness. I thought when you said it's not just that, I thought we were getting into Satan con, frankly, because there's a <laughs> divide, common, yeah. no joke, there yeah. is a deep darkness going on the, the, here and people don't want to I know even oh, Tucker yeah. invoked the supernatural the other day. Mm-hmm. Something ugly is happening here when it comes to the evilness of these policies. There's something really dark happening. There's a battle of good versus evil. There has to be accountability.
1: There has to, been be, been accountability. There has to be accountability. So by the way, whoever runs next, if there's no accountability, people lose trust in the system, there has to be accountability for what he's doing. Uh, what what is always great, what what is always great is the following. Here's what's always great, is for somebody to invest money into doing a real documentary mm. on him who is willing to go do the interviews and the legwork. It may take a million, it may take three million, it may take five million. And Netflix and Hulu and some of these guys may not even take that documentary. You may need to go to a independent OTT to put it out there for people to see. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but somebody may, needs to make the right investment. Maybe even get involved with an RFK from the research standpoint. Go interview some of the older people that used to work at the places and put that documentary up. I'm not talking about like uh, Vaxxed or any of that. Give both sides. Give stuff that he's done right. Give stuff that he's won as well. And then give the other side of the argument and then put that documentary out there. Because somebody like this, if there is anything there, he says we can't talk about blame. (laughs) You you know, we have to blame (laughs) where the origin came out of. You blamed... Uh, Trump, you blamed a lot of average people that are sitting there saying, dude, I don't want irresponsible governors, irresponsible this. No, there needs to be the blame and and you being held accountable for it. So this goes to two last stories I got here I want to wrap up with. One, from transgendered to transabled. Guys, this is a real story. Now people are choosing to identify as handicapped. This is not a onion story. This is not an onion story. This is not a Babylon Bee story. This is a Fox News story. Trans ableism or body integrity identity disorder. Can you actually Google this to see if this is a real thing? I,
0: I did. Pat, B- it's real. B-I-I-D.
1: B-I... Actually, go copy-paste <laughs> and see if something will come up. B-I-I-D. Okay. It is a societal issue in... This is not a...
0: This is Pat, NIA. Pat, it's, a jo- it's this is real. Pat. This is not a joke. And it is a change- societal
1: issue in which individuals identify as handicapped and may even ask doctors to amputate healthy limbs, snip sniple cords, spinal cords, or destroy eyesight. This term has been relabeled to align with the trans community with some advocates harnessing the cultural power of gender ideology to cause of allowing doctors to treat BIID patients Some people with BIID mutilate themselves, which is why culturally trans-ableism is being called the next abyss. The National Institute of Health notes that those with BIID desire uh, desire amputations... Or paralysis. One North Carolina college student has called transableism a cry for attention. An Arizona internist has labeled a des- delusional disorder. While some doctors may be willing to perform procedures, tr- these doctors have issues, for transableism, most will only perform those they feel are medically indicated.
0: I don't, I don't even know how to, where is, to start. I can't, I'm flabbergasted. Not, I don't think I've ever used that word. But when are we as a society going to stop pretending, okay? This isn't Trans it, uh, ableism. It's called it for what it is. It's trans stupidityism. Okay, Pat. These people have mental disorders. Okay, they're dying for attention. And instead of going out, there you be goes, an, right there. Be, 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 go be an actor. Go go do something. You're gonna cut your lit. Like one lady, she was on that Dr. Phil jet. She poured acid in her eyes. She's sitting there looking. That she didn't even know where the hell to look. You. How do you think these people that are actually handicapped? What do you, what do you mean
1: poured acid on her eyes? This
0: lady, Pat. She she goes. I was born and I identify. I wanted to be handicapped, so she poured acid in her ice and she went that blind. That
1: lady, this lady That right lady
0: here. right there. Look at her. And the Can di- you play this? Play, just play and for the, a second yeah. to see
1: how she sounds. Go ahead. Do you have look any regrets about taking your own vision
0: or the process with which you, you did take your look, own vision? Look.
2: I don't have any regrets taking my vision. I believe I should have been Cleaning. born blind. This is not a spoof. No, I I the, the way I yeah. am. I she do have a, look some regrets reaction. about <laughs> the way I did it, but I'm ha- in the end, I'm happy like a trans the way trans I am. Of Dude, this, hell. Is this is
0: unbelievable. I, I think it was a all spoof. Look, Dr. Jewell, Phil is trying to lie. I have
3: a really lady. hard time.
0: Sitting next to this person.
3: Really hard time
2: sitting so close to someone who Needs traumatized to be herself, out. <laughs> who damaged herself. We took an oath in medicine to help people. We see Horrible tragedies every single day as doctors and people who would give anything to go back and restore their vision, their health. Jesus, my heart is beating out of my chest. I can't even make sense of the emotions I'm feeling because to hear someone say, "I've I've always felt I should be blind," well, I've always felt I should be the Queen Queen of England, England. (laughs) but I'm not going out to become the Queen of
0: England. Oh my, uh, that is a and mic drop. And partly because uh, yeah. King Chuck turns and, her off. And listen, I understand, like, uh, listen, everybody here wants to park in the handicap spot, but chopping off your leg or doing this type of stuff to park close to a building is absurd. And Jed, I, I, I said, like, a lot of this stems from this whole movement, the whole trance, all of it. I think it started when disciplining your children became taboo. Because think about it. If Pat, be honest. If one day you're like, you know what, Dad? I'm I'm not, I'm Patricia. Now, what would your father have done to you, Pat? Be honest with me. What would Gabriel have done? And I'm being Gabriel. genuine. With you. If you came home to your dad, who's probably watching, and you said, Papa, you know what? I have Patrick, this Patrick Schmatrick. I want to be Patricia. What is your father? And you're dead serious. What does your father do to you?
1: I couldn't even tell you because that, that thought is oh confusing for, for, for me to even think about. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, play, I played a lot of great pranks on the guy that <laughs> he fell for. But. But that th- this this is above that though. This is like to to allow people to get to this point. The, okay, so we're having this conversation with my sister at the house. Yeah. Okay. We went out this weekend, we're watching the Blue Angels. We had a Amazing. great time, Jets, Amazing. all this. It was sick, right? But we're having this conversation with my sister about uh uh LGBTQ and the direction it's going and transgender and all this other stuff. I think. You, you parents are playing a very slippery slope where they're kind of like, no, it's OK, you know, do whatever you want to do. No, no, it's OK. You know, to each his own. No, it's OK. No, it's not to each his own. This person got three and a half million views. Mm-hmm. OK, how many other women see this kids and they're going to be like, well, I relate to this. If I'm going to get this much eyeballs and I'm finally going to get some attention, I'll do something like this. Of course. I'm willing to do this to my body. And if they don't have love in their household, they don't have any encouragement in their household, nothing like that's going to be happening. Kids are going to make some stupid decisions with their lives because of this. People can't sit on the sidelines and say the argument of it's her choice. Let her do whatever she wants to do with her body. No. You have to have mental issues to be willing to do something like this to yourself. That has to be clear, and it can't be like sitting aside and saying, no, nah, I'm good with my life. I, I think, I think the, the lack of calling out bullshit and calling out you know, uh, 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 insanity is causing a lot of people to think this is the norm. Dwayne Wade the other day said, I have to leave the state of Florida. Uh, because it just didn't match my values and principles. Bye. And we decided to go to a different place where our you know, son, daughter. Is it a son or daughter now? What is it now? It's, like it's a, ga- like it's a that, guy yeah.
0: that wants to be a guy. Go- I'm confused. Right. I don't know. So,
1: but, but the point is we had to leave the state of Florida. Okay, well, good for you, bro. Congratulations to wherever else you moved to because you are trying to protect your you know, transgender child. Now, what are you going to say if this 26-year-old kid one day, this kid of yours one day is 26, and says, Dad, why did you let me do that at 13 years old? Well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know how old the kid is, by the way. What are you going to do when one day your kid says, Dad, why did you let me go through that process? I was delusional at that time. Then what's your argument going to be, Dad? What are you going to say then? There's a lot of stuff that kids will say to their parents, and 15-year-old, now it's a 15-year-old kid. There's a lot of things that kids will say to their parents, we have to straight up start calling out weird, strange, crazy ideas like this that we're even doing an episode today about trans-ableism. What are your thoughts on this, Jet?
2: Well, I mean, what's interesting is you see the audience reaction and we can all be like, look at the audience, look at the people on the panel. Yeah. They're all horrified. And my response is give it 10 years. Give it 10 years, because you know what? 20 years ago, if you had brought somebody in that was a child that was on, you know, all these hormone pills and whatnot, and if you looked at mutilation that people are doing to their own bodies, you know, to I'm a girl, I want to be a boy, this, that, people would (sighs) have commented on that in the same way, would have said, well, wait a minute, this is very concerning. But now these same people, if you brought out what I just said, if you brought out people in the trans community and whatnot, these very same people on the panel would be very hesitant to say, Anything bad about that. So you have this, like, we're adjusting to a new normal all the time. And what you have is a lot of people, I mean, this is mental illness, right? I mean, 100%, 100% something's wrong. Either it's mental illness or it's social contagion, yeah. or it's a desire for popularity. And there's been a lot of allegations against ding, ding, Dylan ding, ding. Mulvaney, by the way. Dylan Mulvaney, that people say, who knew him, said, oh, this is all to get popularity. Look 100%. at all the money that Dylan Mulvaney is Rich. making now. Yep. There are people that are willing to do anything for money. Yep. So... I think there's a lot of undiagnosed mental illness. There's a lot of normalization of mental illness. There's a lot of social contagion on social media where people who are lost and struggling and maybe going through some mental stuff on their own think this is their way to find new... Oh, this is where I'm really going to find my space where I'm going to be happy. Sure. You see kids being manipulated heavily in those spaces. Did you, did you see sad. Duke?
1: Did you see Duke Health? Uh, my sister just sent me this. Duke Medicine opened its gender clinic in 2015, okay, and... They offer a wide variety of services under one roof. If you can find this, okay. Put Duke Medicine Gender Clinic, Duke Medicine Gender Clinic, uh, right there. So uh, they offer a variety of services under one roof. The clinic treats children as young as two for gender dysphoria.
2: Yeah, this is sickness now. I mean, I have a three-year-old. Right? We saw him in years. This here. is it Duke in- University. That's right, and that and that's the other thing that people people don't take it that extra step because again. These are, the the American, you know, all of these traditional medicine facilities, again, I always bring in pharma. There's a lot of cash cow here. There's a lot of money to be made off of lifelong commitment to once you have a surgery, you have to take these hormones. There's so much pharma money to be made here that you're gonna have media endorsement of strange things. You're gonna have, you know, medical institutions that you once deemed respectable. And you were like, well, this was a respectable institution first of all, was it? And secondly, who do they report to? What is their end game? There's a lot of money to be made in this very, very disturbing stick yeah, stuff. And who suffers? People, mostly young young kids that are now being roped into this.
3: I think there's a lot of money under it. When we look back at this in five, 10 years, you're going to see the money lines be so clear. I mean, this is Duke. Duke used to be known as slightly more conservative. University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill was slightly more liberal. and But they weren't, enemies, but they were kind of on a spectrum like that, Pat. There was a difference. And at, um, I think it's Flagler, which was the MBA school at Chapel Hill. And then you had Fuqua, F-U-Q-U-A, which was the MBA school at, at Duke. And it was a little bit more conservative, actually a lot more conservative. And now you look and you see the med school that's at Duke, and it's really stark. It's really, those of us that know people that 15 years ago, 20 years ago graduated either school, I am shocked to see this. But I think there is I think there's a money path here that's even bigger and I agree with what has already been said. This is all about attention. Everybody wants a box to check to get their attention and to get their their vibe, and you've got people that are doing this for sport. I think when it's, I, I'd love to see where That's Dylan Mulvaney is in ten years, five years, and find out and find out if he's back on the other side. And kind of jokes about the fact that he cashed the check.
1: Okay, th- th- this is crazy to me, folks. If you're listening to this, it's absolute insanity that this is taking place. By the way, if you enjoy today's podcast. Uh, I believe uh, Mario and Kai just sent me a message saying we were the number one live on YouTube in America. On the homepage of YouTube showed us today as a live. We had 10,000-plus people live the entire time. Let's go. Phenomenal job. People love Jed. (laughs) They love love Vinny. They love Tom. This was a great show here today. But we got also a message here, uh, uh, an announcement to make. I want to show you guys a box I just got. I'm going to (laughs) show. You got a box? uh, I got a box. I want to show you guys. (laughs) It's a crazy box. It's a a crazy box. If you can bring the box here for us to show to everybody. Oh, wow. There's a surprise in so this box. You have a box now? You're not going the other way. There is a small right? little pet that we have. Fine- if- what? Hey, it's if in you guys box? can bring it in, can you open the door to it's see it's if they're outside out or out. no? Je- Jeff, are you a snake, snake person or no? No. What do you mean? She's You're like in the a Dana Jones. Is there, I don't there a snake coming here right So here's what the box is. The box is it's not a mold lizard. today, <laughs> today, and yesterday were Vincent Oshana and Mario Aguilar's oh God. birthday. God. So come on in, we gotta oh sing happy God. birthday you got me to good. Vincent you Oshana got me and Mario Aguilar. Mario. Come around, Mario. Oh. Come around on three. We'll sing along. If you guys know Mario, VT wouldn't be what it is without Mario and uh, Vinny's birthday today as well. On three, we got to sing for you guys. On three, one, two, three. Happy birthday to
3: you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Vinny and Mario. Happy birthday to you.
0: Thank you guys Thank you. We're, we're both 25 years old 25 years old look how good we look i love it can i do a quick Sexy shout out can I do a quick shout so out? tell us go ahead shout out to the entire audience because w- without you guys watching we wouldn't have a vibe <laughs> team a brand shout out to PBD i've never met somebody who can outlast this long i have been working with you for 18 years and uh, if it wasn't for Patrick sticking it out we wouldn't be here shout out to our team who makes everyday possible and to our talent was, uh, makes the future look bright. Thank you, everybody.
1: Mario, and shout out to your future son. One Let's go, away. baby!
0: Ow. My Barbie bear. Barbie. Barbie. I love All you guys. Right. That was awesome. Let's Thank you guys again, so much. A, uh,
1: uh, again, congrats. Happy birthday to you okay, guys. YK, bro. Jet, you have a show today, or your show's t- uh, when- no, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Friday? No, Wednesday,
2: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Be there.
0: 1
1: p.m. Eastern B- Time. Making Tom, wins. next
2: Monday,
0: what Vin- you got going Vince on? The Vincent Oshana show, it's a comedy uh, variety show. It's on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time-
3: p- Standard Eastern yep. Eastern yep. Time. We Put have Put the
1: fun. links to everybody under description so they know to go <laughs> find them. Gang Doc,
3: Monday, 11.30 a.m. Gang, Stern. we
1: will do this again. Do we have podcasts on Thursday or no?
3: We do. It'll be at 12 o'clock on Thursday uh, with Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro's Yes, a time. Sir. Okay, nice. sounds
1: good. So Wednesday... No, Thursday, 12 o'clock, Peter Navarro. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.
0: Hey, you got me good.